Welcome to the Wise and Wild Soul Podcast. Awaken your wise and wild body and soul as we talk about all things mystical and magical and bring them back down to earth to empower you to be unapologetically you and to shine your light, honey, okay? Hello, loves. In the Northern Hemisphere, we are now in winter time. The winter solstice is upon us. We are now in Capricorn season. But if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, note that you won't be having winter. You probably are like, yeah, duh, Lisa. It's summer here because of the different hemispheres, people. But wherever you are, it is the time of Capricorn, which is a one that feels complex to me because it's I have a lot of a shit ton of planets in Capricorn and it's my rising sign so I've been feeling this energy a lot and like learn since learning astrology trying to unpack it more and what does it really means how do I embody it and so this podcast is for you to see how you can embody Capricorn energy Capricorn qualities how it can manifest in actual practices and rituals in your daily life in a very digestible way practical way physical way but also how it connects to mind body and into the archetype or energy of Capricorn so let's go into it I kind of delve into the light variations of this in my newsletter that I just send out or you will be receiving if you are a subscriber to my newsletters I'm intending to send them out monthly on the new moon so that you get monthly mystical embodiment practice and rituals. So I go into this a bit on the newsletter and give you links to supplements or um, videos and recordings or articles. But here I just wanted to like talk about it and dive deeper than what I could type out in an email format. And that way you have it in all manners of mediums and communications, however you like to digest information. So let's talk about Capricorn. I talked about it in the episode where I delved into Jupiter and Capricorn for 2020, but overall let's recap here, okay? Capricorn is the embodiment, of, to me, of the wise woman. Other astrologers will say it's like the taskmaster or the patriarch or the the father figure. To me, if this was a more feminine archetype, it is the wise woman. If I had a goddess associated with it, I would associate Athena because she is the Greek goddess of wisdom and war. But also she does some weavings and handicrafts too. But wisdom is one of her main themes that she brings to the Greek pantheon. And Capricorn is all about be embodying wisdom in a practical 3D way. It also embodies tradition, structure, boundaries, limits, work and effort, discipline, discernment, practicality, maturity, radical responsibility, respect, and authority. There's an old soul feeling with Capricorn and it's when I come back to the image of the wise woman, you, when you think of that or the crone, when you picture that in your mind, this person has undergone a lot of experiences to have and has thus experiential knowledge and wisdom to know how to get to where she needs to go or get what she wants. She knows how to work, honey, right? 
and knows how to build the foundation to create success. A lot of times Capricorn is just kind of boxed into corporate CEO, like the bad characters on Hallmark Christmas movies who are obsessed with money and power <laughs> and not living in small towns. I'm like, okay, that's a stereotype. Not all Capricorns are that way. Let me just be real with you about that, okay? Yes, we got some ambition. Yes, we have some fear, some doubt. Those are our shadow shit and can cause us to go into scarcity mode and work mode and workaholism because we are afraid something might be taken away or um, that we are unsafe. So those are definitely some shadow um, emotions and energies that come into play with Capricorn. Also, the shadows of that I'm not enough. I don't do enough. I have to achieve worth. I have to achieve status and uh, I have to work for it. It's not going to come easy. Those are some stories and limiting beliefs that Capricorn tends to hold in a lower vibe state um, or subconscious patterns that we tend to have. And as a Capricorn rising, I can attest to those shadow shit <laughs> qualities, all right? And stories that we like to go in our mind and that I have to work so hard in order to earn affection, in order to earn money, in order to be of any value, honestly. Like those are definitely playing out stories in my head. And but ultimately that's because of this deep ingrained sense of fear. And also we take on responsibility that's not even ours all a lot of the time, or we have this weight on our shoulders from external sources, particularly societal norms and structures that are on our shoulders. And we think we have to carry them. But what I've been learning from other parts of my birth chart and just as a whole learning about spirituality and astrology, it's like, honey, we don't have to carry it all. It's time to use that Capricorn strength of setting boundaries to access your inner authority and really be empowered by that maturity and wisdom that you carry inside of you versus trying to find it externally through achievement, through validation of status, the validation of money accumulation, of having the right job, even though it may be respected by the world around us, you can decide to find respect for yourself and, and integrity with yourself, right? And that's hard because we just, there is a bit of a people please, more of like a societal pleasing feel to this because we just want to be accepted because, you know, it's just a, such a primal part of our brain's operating program basically to stay as safe as possible. That's the ego basically, right? I need to stay as safe as possible, so I need to acclimate and assimilate to the group feel, societal group, as much as possible. So, and the safer I am, it kind of feels like the more successful I am, the safer I am. The more esteemed I am, the safer I am. And there's definitely some root chakra work to be done here for us Capricorns. Root chakra balancing, I could see, we could say. And... I got uh, a reading today uh, for a channeling experience, which was really lovely to have. And it was a, such a reminder that I need to ground and do some root chakra expression work here to like, to just feel safe in my body, to feel, to n feel into my body again, to feel safety 
in that inner authority, right? Like I know who I am, I know where I'm going, I know what I'm here to do versus trying to go, tell me what the fuck's going on, I don't know. <laughs> so allowing myself to get grounded, right? And in the body, all those themes I just mentioned, those key words, play into the body. In the body, Capricorn rules our body's structure, which means the skeletal system, like your bones, joints, especially the knees, your connective tissues, so that's your ligaments, your tendons, maybe even the fascia, you could even think, perhaps, also your teeth, hello, and it also rules the skin because it's the barrier, right, the boundary to the outside world, to your inside organs and world, right? In the digestive system, it is uh, it rules the gallbladder, which is basically the fat digester and processor. And it has a very cold, drying effect in the body, but also in, in the psychological sense as well. But in the physical realm, it is very cold, dry effect. You know, it makes sense because a lot of astrology is based on, unfortunately, at least like mainstream astrology is more based on Northern Hemisphere uh, philosophy and tracking of the seasons. So... If you're in the Southern Hemisphere, feel like you, it may be better to do like a variation of, or mode that uses Southern Hemisphere as the basis of nature and flow. But uh, in any case, it makes sense because in the Northern Hemisphere during Capricorn season, it's winter and it falls on the winter solstice. What does winter weather have usually going on? It's dry and it's fucking cold and your skin is cold, dry and ashy as fuck. I know mine is, and I'm itchy. My dog's skin's so itchy, he bites hair off his ass. Yep, that's winter for you. That's Capricorn for you sometimes. So for Capricorn embodiment rituals and practices, we need to incorporate um, elements that help us to warm up our body, to digest fat, to support our bones, our joints, and skin, but also on a psychological level, remembering how to come ground ourselves so that we can come back to our inner source of discernment, inner authority. And so we know better how to slowly birth and build into this new decade. You know, what needs that focus, that grounding, those boundaries, that wisdom, and that work for 2020, right? So here are some ideas to incorporate during Capricorn season. So it's like from now till January 20th, roughly. And we have a lot of energy going on in Capricorn right now. We got like five freaking planets or so in it right now. And holy fuck, so you should be feeling it. So these are gonna be great things to do during this month, the next four weeks, or even through the whole year because Jupiter is in Capricorn and it's a big kind of theme throughout the whole year. So, because Capricorn rules them joints, rules them bones, gets into the connective tissues. Hello, yin yoga is perfect, especially during the holiday crazy craze and meeting of the in-laws or having to do all that fucking shopping and planning and scheduling and flying and oh, especially if you're a highly sensitive person, it can be very overwhelming, right? And also in winter mode, you just kind of want to hibernate and turn inward. Yin yoga is beautiful embodiment or meta physical metaphor really for that right and yin yoga what does it do it works those connective tissues you, it's kind of like a deep massage uh, deep tissue massage in yoga for your joints it puts pressure on um, the major joint areas of your body particularly your hips 
and also you can do a little bit of the knees a bit and so it can open up the deep fascial tension that's in that those joint areas those big joint areas and you start to build in more lubrication for your joints when you put a bit of pressure on the joints itself so it starts to build the uh, collagen and synovial fluid so when you're it's kind of like you when you don't use it you lose it right so we got to work the joints too but you do it in a very specific gentle way and by allowing a little bit of resistance and pressure from gravity versus force we can access them and also yin yoga is enabling you to relax your muscle tissue or not actually engage the muscle at all so that you can actually get into the deeper fascial layers into the joints itself so that those get the work versus you doing work muscularly that's muscular work would be better for like vinyasa yoga power yoga or weightlifting we'll get to weightlifting in a sec but yin yoga is a beautiful way to use the joints to slow down get grounded in your body right I have on Instagram a yin yoga flow that's 20 to 30 minutes long. All you have to do is get a wall, get some pillows, bolsters, your sweatshirts, scarves, what have you. And whatever you can make it with couch cushions, honey. You could do this with a chair if you wanted to or with your couch if you don't have the wall space. This is a great way for you to feel your body, get grounded, recenter, and also still open up particularly your legs and build bring um I do a a wall practice with yin yoga in this flow but it allows you to also bring some um build boost your immune system because our circulation is going back to and lymph flow is going back towards the heart center versus away from it and it's very restorative it feels delicious okay just give it a try it's wonderful and remember though in yin yoga to I love teaching it is that to Find that resistance point where your body's like, oh, hello, but then back off like a, a little bit, then back off. Don't force past the resistance. It's leaning lightly into the resistance. So you're like just near the edge and then you pull back a little bit. So if you find that your muscles or your fingers are tingling, numbing out, it's agonizing pain versus like, oh, I feel a stretch. That means back the off, back off, bitch. Okay, it means to take a different variation, add more support. Don't go so far into it, even if you're hyper flexible. All right, figure out ways to really support the joints, and you're not forcing your way into it. You're softening into it, and as you hold these poses for long periods of times, your muscles start to relax more and more. So you can find yourself getting into them deeper and deeper. And this is a practice to do in a room temperature, not in a hot place because you're actually then getting true opening versus just like the environment itself is like manipulating you, your body to open. And you may go past points than your actual normal set resistance points are in, the, in your physicality. And also you can follow uh, this playlist I made a while back from my yin, my yin yoga class teaching days. Uh, winter solstice yin yoga on Spotify link is in my Instagram bio if you want to listen to that while you do a yoga sequence for yourself okay it's lovely another practice you can do for Capricorn season is heavy weight lifting so what does that do it helps you ground down and feel that 
in your body, that density of the archetypal Capricorn energy. I recommend if you really like doing more regular fitness, heavy lifting, hit Tabata, all that jazz, but with an astrological feel that's aligned to the Capricorn energy or whatever energy it is of the sky, please check out this beautiful astrologer. She's the body astrologer, and she came up with an astro fitness program called MoonRx. Go to MoonRx.com. I'm not getting any benefits from saying it. I'm just saying it's a real thing, and she deserves to be supported. And um, it's, it's a way for you to embody, again, Capricorn energy. But it's not the only way to do it, but it is one variation. So this may be doing, like, heavier kettlebell lifts or even Olympic weightlifting, uh, less reps, higher uh, weight count, right? Um, also, if you're in your Saturn return like me, this could be a great way to feel it out as well to kind of work with that density and with that heaviness, with that resistance and be, be strong through it, right? And be integrous through it. Another way to support yourself in an in body Capricorn is collagen support. So collagen is vital for your joints but also in your connective tissues, but also your skin, hair, nails, and it will make it more youthful. So a way to just add in some collagen support is I use collagen peptides in my morning decaf coffee, and I blend it with a little hand blender with some, with some uh, oat milk, and it blends it up nice and creamy. And that's a way, and as a Capricorn rising, I'm like, okay, I know I need to support my joints, plus my joints are really, really crackly, another Capricorn kind of symptom. And they pop like no, like they pop up. They make lots of, up. Oh, there we go. It just popped my elbows. It, yeah. So that's, I know I need collagen support from my, my joints. And it's an easy way to bring it in. There are flavored ones. I don't like the flavored collagen peptides, but um, I use unflavored so that I can put in more things or you could put it in a smoothie or tea, even in like a sauce. That's a way to add in protein as well. Next, let's talk again. What does it call Capricorn rule? It's your skin, it's your bones, your joints, and your teeth. Take care of your teeth. If you haven't tried this already, here are some Ayurvedic practices you can do. One is oil pulling. You take like a spoonful of coconut oil, or maybe like even half a half a teaspoon or something like that, if, because you know spit comes up, and put it in your mouth. You could add some neem oil if you want to go there, but just a little bit of coconut oil, swish it in your mouth in the morning while you're showering. Whether it's three minutes to 20 minutes, do what you can. And that the antibacterial qualities of coconut oil will help basically your gum and tooth uh, health, basically. And floss your teeth, okay? And then you just spit out the coconut oil into the trash can. Don't flush it down. Don't put it down the sink because it will clog your drains. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> okay. Or you've spit into a paper cup and then throw that away. That is also an option because you don't also, you don't want to swallow it because of the toxicity in your mouth that you've been, all those, all them bacterias and germs you've been swishing around need to get out. Also the oil is really good with, you know, rebuilding, uh, receding gums. I've been using neem oil in particular to help my, uh, my gums health. 
guess is the Capricorn shit going down, right? <laughs> Another Ayurvedic practice to do is dry brushing and self-oil massage of Yanga. So this is great for getting that flaky dry skin off. It increases circulation and then it will help to moisturize your skin and it also helps with your immunity because you're helping lymph to flow through self-massage, through the brushing and through the actual hand massage over your body with oil. So you start with dry brushing first. So this would be great to do with a bath or before a shower. So you have a dry brush or a, a really rough loofah or a rough um, dry uh, washcloth. And you start from your feet up, then moving the direction towards your heart, towards up through the center of your body, right? So your motions with that loofah or dry brush are to go up like from the feet to the knee brush up, brush up, brush up, and then whenever you're around a joint, you go in a circular motion, and then you brush up, brush up, brush up, and then when you get to your belly, go in a, from right to left in a circle. So it'd be on your body, if your hand would be moving uh, counterclockwise, I guess, but it depends on how you look at it in your head, but from, if your hand is literally on like your tummy, it's to the right, go to the left, go down, go back to the right, and make that circle, right? That helps for um, your digestive tract and then moving in the way that the actual colon's kind of moving your poop out. And so this can be very helpful for the bowels. And then, yeah, and then so you brush that way, brush your ass, go up the, up the tush, up the tush of the cheeks of your tush, go up your back, up your back, still going in upward sweeping motions. Then you get to your arms, go up, circle the elbows, go up, circle the shoulders. And then you get to your chest, brush towards the center of your chest. And then if you could do your face, I wouldn't use the brush on your face. Uh, maybe use the brush on your neck and brush down lightly towards your chest because you're moving blood flow to your heart. And then you do that same kind of pattern with oil. Depending on your skin type, you can use very, uh, various amounts of different types of oil. So there's sweet almond oil, we got olive oil, sesame oil, not toasted though. That's if you want to smell like a Chinese restaurant. We also have coconut oil and so many types, right? Sunflower oil. Coconut oil is pretty prominent and easy to get, but it has a cool effect, especially if you live in a colder environment, it's gonna be really solid. So you'd wanna warm that up. Sesame oil is really warming to the body and thick, especially if you have um, really dry skin. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. And I mean, shoot, olive oil will work, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so you just do that same motion, right? You know, feet up towards the heart, strokes up, stroke up, and then rub it into the skin. Also massage your feet, massage your hands with the oil. But if you wanna do a more oil cleansing with your face, don't use coconut oil because that will clog your pores. Use something that's low commodogenic or whatever that word means where it clogs your pores. So this would be like hemp seed oil, jojoba oil would be good. Instead, argon oil, do that. You can massage your face out and get some good moisture going. Moisturize the skin, yes. And then you take your shower. Mm. You can let that oil sit on your skin for a little bit and make sure your shower uh, bathroom is warm so you're not freezing your ass off while you're doing all this. And um, then you shower and do your thing.
but it's a, a lovely practice to this time of year. I need to remember to do that myself tonight, or at least dry brushing. Get that flaky skin off. I use oil cleansing for my facial skin, so that's really helping, helps my complexion out. P.S. Use the oil. Now, get back to other ways to embody Capricorn. It, support your liver and gallbladder digestion. So taking digestive bitters, especially if you notice, um, if you have a naturopath or you've been battling stuff with like your bowels not being super healthy or your, your stools rather, uh, digest and you're not digesting food really well. Digestive bitters can be really helpful for supporting your liver and gallbladder, but just be aware if you're like over diagnosing yourself. <laughs> okay. But if you, especially if you're not digesting fat, well, your stools will be kind of funky. Um, I th you'd have to really get into like more Chinese medicine or like really be a practitioner, a naturopathic practitioner or something like that to like diagnose through the stool. Um, or you can also just freaking look up on some stuff on Pinterest to help you find out some stuff. But just be aware if you're, that can be one way to support your Capricorn energy. Also taking essential fatty acids or supplements for that. So you're getting the healthy varieties of fats for your skin and for your digestive health, especially if you tend towards really dry skin and um, constipation, there might not be enough lubrication, you could say, going on for you to digest all the nutrients you need and to support you from the inside out. So no, like maybe it might be just what type of fats you're getting in your diet. So other practices that you can do, more physical and more psychological. Have a daily grounding practice. Get outside or imagining you're still, imagine um, through meditation, like start to deeply breathe and imagine you're rooting through your feet and roots growing down into the earth, down and wide. So that can be something or getting out and like walking in nature. Another one is to start setting those energetic boundaries through cord cutting, cord cutting meditations so that you are setting the energetic boundaries for yourself, especially if you're um, empathic or psychically sensitive or a sponge like me with all this, especially with the holiday shit and you might be seeing family and the drama and oh, so cord cutting can be really helpful. Cord cutting is a way for you to, on the energetic realm, and in the, you do typically do this through speaking and or visualization. There's like energy tied between you and somebody else. Someone else is kind of like getting up in your auric biz, right? And you, they don't even mean to, you don't mean to necessarily. But sometimes mind loops, uh, thought loops can keep us tied to somebody or energy loops pretty much, uh, even if we don't want to, especially if they're like an energy vampire. And this doesn't necessarily mean like creating boundaries of like, I'm blocking somebody else out of my life forever, or I'm never going to see them again. It's more like your energy is no longer impacting mine. I'm cutting that cord now, bitch. Bye. Keep Energy, bye. So there's lots of ways to do this. You can look up a bunch of stuff on YouTube. One way is to just basically like announce and declare that I am, this is done. Um, one way meditations like you basically visualize that connective cord like belly button to belly button with you and that person and then you can either imagine and or do an action where you slice that cord and then 
seal the practice. There's lots of meditations out there. You can look up cord cutting, Pinterest or on Google. Something to really pay it to pay in mind, you know, especially how Capricorn is getting uh, those energies are getting embodied in you. A Kundalini meditation, meditation or Kriya you can do to really embody that self-authority, if that's a theme that's calling for you, is to do this Kriya called um, for constant self-authority. You're basically doing this like heart-shaped mudra with your hands, and then you're doing a specialized breathing technique from 3 to 11 minutes, depending how long you want to do it. I'll probably post a video on IGTV about with this meditation so you can do it with me. If you, that was something that really calls to you to really pull into your inner authority. It does for me. Uh, a more mystical practice you can do that's tactile is bone casting. I mean, Capricorn's all like the crone, like old wise woman in the forest kind of feel. And it's very traditional feel, right? And bone casting is an ancient magical ritual for divination. It's like basically ancient version of tarot cards. You use different types of bones to divinate what's happening or to read energy. It's an option to try out or like adding bones into your altar space if you have an altar. It's something just to think about and it does like, and Capricorn is in wintertime and wintertime is also like a season of, of death cycling, right? for the season of rebirth and that can be a representation of that of this season right of rebirthing of death and rebirth and finally um i love this one i'm probably gonna do it is to weave get a loom and some weaving or do some spinning of some yarn or something like that why diy weaving so weaving and spinning or not magic is just a tangible craft for you, your mind, your eyes, your hands to do that get you kind of in this meditative flow state because you're just in this project, right? And it's my current side obsession right now. And I made all like my Christmas gifts with weavings, wall weavings. And I got this like little lap loom from Hobby Lobby for like 20 bucks on sale. And um, I mean, sure, you can make it a little gift things, right? But it, weaving magic really or weaving and spinning is just basically one of the oldest forms of cross-culturally of spell work in mythology and folklore but also is a huge industry particularly for feminine-bodied people throughout many cultures and a huge art industry for particularly feminine-bodied people in for thousands of years in like the Vikings like it was their main textile industry was their main thing other than pillaging and stuff. But how would they go on from pillaging? The women be making them sales through weaving, bitches, yes. But also that's where a lot of storytelling came through um, if they didn't have a lot of paper manufacturing, was through tapestries, was through weaving, was through sewing. And you can put intentions into different like knots, basically. Intentions or mantras, spells, they're the fucking same thing, really. And that is one way to just kind of, on one level, be tactile in a state of flow that is very aligned with Capricorn qualities and that archetype. But also it's a way for you to, you can add in the spiritual component if you'd like. I'm just loving the weaving. I'm loving the artistry and the flow of like, I can do this with my hands and it's, 
it looks pretty and I'm, I'm loving it right now. It's to also, um, Athena was totally associated with weaving. Yes, she was. And those are some ideas for you to do throughout this week, holiday week, especially because we have a Capricorn new moon. We are in a Capricorn season now and we'll be through the 20th. So this is something you can do this week for the next four weeks, roughly, or through the entire year and start to incorporate these Capricornian embodiment rituals and practices since Jupiter is now in Capricorn. So some beautiful ideas for you. I hope that on Instagram I have more um, examples of all these for you to go along with uh, or demos, but you can look up all these things online in various, various sources. I just wanted to be able to speak to you these ideas and where they're coming from, why they would be valid for Capricorn as embodiment practices. Let me know what you're thinking of doing, how Capricorn will be embodied in your practices for this holiday season and what appeals to you. You can let me know through a DM on Instagram. That would be the easiest way for us to connect. And if you are like loving this episode with all these ideas of embodiment with the cosmos, the astrology, the mystical, please share this episode with a friend on social media, maybe an IG story, and you can tag me there so I can connect with you one-on-one. I really crave intimacy with... um, who I interact with on social media. So feel free to reach out and I'll probably be touching base with you too. All right, loves. Until next time, I'll see you later. Mwah.